I am so excited about this episode today. So learning to love networking literally changed my entire business, and I can't wait to convert all of you networking haters into networking lovers with all of my amazing networking secrets. Hi, I'm Isabel Kateman, and I own Stripe Dog Creative. We build beautiful brands and highly strategic websites for six-figure online service providers and course creators looking to reach seven figures and beyond. I'm excited to have you here for the Mind Reading Marketing Podcast, where we let go of the bullshit and deliver valuable information quickly. From practical marketing strategy to self-care for CEOs, tune in each week to go deep on one specific topic and get actionable advice you can use to grow your business even further. Let's jump in. All right, so super quickly, I used to absolutely hate networking. I remember the very first time that I had to go to a networking meeting in New York. There were like a hundred people there. It was a BNI. So it was like very intense, like a very like dominant personality networking meeting. And I had to stand up. I think I had 45 seconds to give my elevator pitch. And I was basically shitting myself. Like I was freaking terrified. I had no idea what I was going to say. I'm sure I was not confident at all. I All I could think about was like, I hope that I get a client out of today because otherwise it wasn't worth it. And this was the absolute biggest mistake that I was making in networking is every single time after that for a while, when I went to networking meetings or someone would say like, oh, you should chat with this person. All I could think about was, I hope that this person brings me a client or how can I make sure that this person brings me a client? And this is literally everything that I was doing wrong. And if this is how you network, if every single time you think of networking as just like such an ordeal and you're like, oh my God, this is horrific. Like, I don't want to do this. I can't believe I have to go to this meeting. I can't believe I'm getting coffee with this person. Like this 30 minute coffee better turn into some sort of like either they turn into a client or they know someone who gives me a client. This is literally why you're hating networking. And the minute that I realized that it was all about a long lead game. It was all about building relationships. It was all about meeting new people. It was about creating those relationships and getting to know somebody. And I started looking at these people as like actual human beings with a story that I could like really be interested in or someone that I might connect with who could become like a business bestie. It literally just changed my entire business. Like I can't even explain to you how I'd say like 98% of my clients come from networking, but not directly from networking, right? So it might be someone that I met a year ago who I've kept in touch with, who is then, you know, out of the blue been like, oh, I have this friend Susie that needs a website. Or it might be someone that I connected with, you know, personally six months ago and they weren't ready at the time, but they wrote my name down and they remembered. And I literally love networking now. Like I cannot tell you how excited I am Every single time that I have a coffee chat with someone or a Zoom chat with someone or I go to a meeting because the entire way that I look at networking now is just who can I meet today? Are they going to be interesting? Are we going to have an incredible conversation? Could this person be someone that I literally keep in touch with? So I just would love to explain to you how you can take something that you hate, that you find as a chore, that you really don't see results from, and sort of turn it into something that you actually really learn to love. Because I think networking is a really nice, natural way to get clients for your business, to meet new people, to expand your social circles. And frankly, I don't know how you would get clients without networking. Maybe it would be like a really slow process. So I think that the sooner that you can learn to love networking, the sooner that you can embrace it as this sort of like relationship builder and meeting new people, the sooner you're going to start seeing even bigger results for your business. 
So what I go into each networking myth, so I'm a little bit of like a networking crazy person. Um, someone actually joked the other day, like, do you also ask them for their social security number? And it's like, not quite, but sort of. So when I go into a networking meeting, of course, most meetings, you're going to go around, even if it's on Zoom, and sort of give your little elevator pitch. So you want to prepare and they'll tell you if, if, you know, if they have certain rules, like you get a minute and a half or you get 30 seconds, you know, if it's, it's more of like a networking meeting through some sort of company or something, then they'll, they'll kind of give you these rules. But it's good to have like a 30 to 45 second elevator pitch with what you do, who you serve, um, and then depending on if you have time, you know, why you love what you do or a little fun fact about yourself. I love to give, you know, one little personal thing that can make me memorable. So it can be as small as like where you live or, you know, your husband's and kids' names or your dog's names, or maybe you're, you know, if you're in person, you're wearing like a bright pink shirt. I like to just do a little something. It doesn't have to be anything massive that just like allows them to be like, oh, that's Isabel in the bright pink shirt, or that's Isabel with the dogs, you know, Toby and Cooper. Just something that allows them to tie something to me and make me a little bit memorable. And, you know, this elevator pitch, practice it a few times. Like, don't go crazy. Obviously, you know, you're the head of your business. You know what you do, but you just don't want it to sound forced. You want to sound as natural as possible. And after that, during the meeting, I actually look usually for about two to three people per meeting that I want to connect with afterwards. So during the meeting, especially if it's on Zoom, because then I have access to my computer, I take notes on what everyone is saying. And I take notes on the personal stuff too. So like if, you know, Dave stands up and he says that he has, you know, a kid that's seven and a kid that's four, I will write down like Dave has a kid that's seven and a kid that's four. Because this is something where if you go to connect with someone later on, you do like a one-to-one, it would be really nice to say to Dave, like, hey, how's your seven-year-old doing? Or like, oh, four is such a cute age. Like, you know, how's that going for you? It really just builds those no like, and trust factors, which are going to further build those relationships. And I take down everyone's name, everyone's email. Again, like things are a little bit different on Zoom. So you might get like a, a spreadsheet that, you know, the the organizer sends out to you. And then I write notes also, of course, on what they do. And so what I'm doing during the meeting, in addition to, of course, like listening to everyone and paying attention and being present, is really looking for the two to three people that I really just sort of like want to know more. Like it it sometimes is as small as like someone's energy. Like even if they do something that's totally different from what I do or, you know, isn't even adjacent to marketing or web design or anything, but they just have this like really vibrant personality, sometimes that'll be the person that I want to connect with. Or, you know, if it's somebody who's in an adjacent field, like if they're, you know, an SEO specialist or they're a coach, you know, that's usually someone that I'll note down. So, you know, sometimes I come out with five, six, seven, that would be a great meeting, but usually I try to pick two to three people. And then after the meeting, I add every single person from the meeting to my master spreadsheet, which I will get into in a minute. I will then also reach out to those two to three people. So I have a super quick email that's basically copy paste. That's like, it was so nice meeting you at, you know, whatever meeting it was this morning. I would love to get to know you further. If you would be interested, you know, please pick a time on my calendar and I send my Calendly, which has been like absolutely life-changing. But then I always give them the option to say like, if you can't find a time that works for you, let me know what your schedule looks like and we'll put something on the calendar because I don't want someone to feel forced to sort of use my Calendly. I know there's like a lot of, a lot of, feelings around Calendly and like whose shoulders it should fall on to have to schedule the meeting. So I always want to give people an option. And I would say 99% of the time, they just book my Calendly link and I have three one-to-ones on my calendar in like the next two weeks right after that meeting. 
All right. So my spreadsheet. Um, so I found very early on, especially if you do a lot of networking, that you're going to meet a lot of people and it's really difficult to remember details about people as you're meeting more and more people. And it's also, you'll also find that there are certain people that you have a great one-to-one with and there are a lot of one-to-ones that are not so great. So very early on, I developed a spreadsheet. It has their first name, their last name, what vertical they're in, the name of their company, their email. And then during the networking meeting overall, and then the one-to-one meeting, I take crazy notes, especially during my one-to-one meeting. So as I mentioned, like their kids' names, or if they took a recent vacation, of course, obviously what they do in their business, you know, how much they charge, their process, like all the sort of details. And then I also add keywords so it's searchable later. So that's part of the reason that I have the vertical because for me, and I'm sure a lot of business owners who have sort of like a wider field, like people often come to me when they're in the middle of a rebrand. So in addition to like needing a new website, they often are maybe looking for a business coach or they're looking for someone to do their social media. And so I get asked a lot about, you know, do I have these resources? And not only do I love connecting people to other people, but I also really love matching personalities. So if someone who's working with me is like super super type A, super deadline oriented, I'm not going to give them like a super flowy, creative type, right? I want to give them someone who's also like super type A and deadline oriented and is going to respect those boundaries. And vice versa, if someone's super like flowy and creative, I want to connect them with someone who's super flowy and creative. So I keep those types of notes in my spreadsheet and then I highlight in color. So I have red, orange, and green. If someone is a red, this doesn't mean that they were like a bad person. It just means that our one-to-one was not great. It means that we didn't really connect. We didn't really hit it off. Maybe I thought, you know, that they were in an adjacent vertical where I would be able to refer to them and they would be able to refer to me, but it turns out we like take on completely separate clients. It basically is just an indication to me, red, is that I shouldn't invest more time in this person. Orange is, or yellow kind of depends on my mood. This person was like, okay. So it's like, this isn't, this isn't someone that you, you know, if they sort of like the way I think about it is if they reach out for another one to one in the future with orange, I'll probably take it, but I won't be reaching out because it's not really worth my time anymore. Right. Cause as we get to this level of being CEO and running a business, your time is your most valuable asset. So you really want to make sure that the people that you're connecting with, of course, you want to build relationships and this is all a long lead game, but you also don't want to be connecting twice with someone that is not going to be of service to you in any way and you can't be of service to them and it's just not a relationship that's worth furthering. And then greens are people where we either really hit it off and I really like them and I sort of just more like on a friend relationship, not even necessarily that I can refer to them or they can refer to me, but I just like we really hit it off. We were laughing, we were chit-chatting, we were talking or somebody who's going to be like a wonderful referral partner in either direction. So, you know, if I speak to someone who's an incredible social media strategist you know, and I know my clients are always going to ask me, do you have a social media person? Then that person is green if I feel like I can really trust them and I feel like I would be comfortable referring clients to them. And so the greens on my spreadsheet are the people that about each quarter or every six months, I try to keep up with. So I have another column column in my spreadsheet that actually says what date we last caught up. And about once a quarter, I'll go through all of the greens and make sure that within the last like three to six months, I've connected with that person. And so that's really helpful for me too, to just sort of keep up with these relationships because we're all so busy that you can't really put it on the other person to necessarily reach out if it's a relationship that you want to keep going. So that is how I do my networking. I 
really encourage you to kind of go into it with an open mind to really be excited to meet new people and think of it as like matching personalities. And you just really never know who you're going to end up meeting or who you're going to end up connecting with. And these things, what I found with networking, which is so funny, is like you never know where a connection is going to lead. So I've had a, I've even had a few red meetings where down the line, a few years later, they turn out, you know, to send me someone and I'll sort of go back to my spreadsheet and look up that name and I'll be like, wow, like I highlighted that person in red and like I didn't invest any more time, but they ended up sending me a client. I also have sent so many people on my list, you know, clients and you just, that just like furthers the relationship, furthers the no like, and trust. If I can, you know, help connect two people that would work wonderfully together, I'm always so happy to do it. And so I really encourage you to sort of go into it as that long lead game and really not try to think about like, you know, am I going to get a client out of today? That's really not what it's about. It should really be about like, am I going to meet someone interesting today? Is this going to open up my eyes in a new way today? Am I going to have a new experience today? So I think if you go into it that way, you'll find that it's a much more natural way of going into it. And hopefully you actually start to like it because as I said, networking has been the absolute most amazing thing for growing my business. Thanks so much for joining me for this episode of the Mind Reading Marketing Podcast with yours truly, Isabel Caitlin. If you love the show, I would appreciate it if you could leave a review wherever you listen to your podcasts. I love hearing from all of you. Share it with a friend, family, colleague, or anyone you know who may benefit from this episode. Remember, you can always find the links and resources mentioned in the show over at stripedogcreative.com. All right, that's it for today. See you next time.